Hello, welcome to the Team Building Show for Canadians. I'm your host, Sandy McKay, and here at the Team Building Show, it's our mission to create high-level conversations, give you actionable concepts you can go into your business and implement right away. And uh, before we get going here with our awesome guest, uh, reminder to go over to our website, teambuildingshow.ca. I can subscribe to our list, never miss a show, hear about some other stuff we got going on, and um, you know, go listen to every episode because we've got uh, 16 of them at this point out there this is number 17 we're, we're we're gradually growing and getting a great con great database of content there for you to go learn from we've got amazing guests from all over canada different uh brands different um different different strategies different tools that they're using to build their businesses and that's what we want to help you do is build a real real business in real estate and for most of us that means starting out with the team starting out with some leverage and um really getting your your base set up so we're going to talk a bit about that today. We're going to talk about a lot of fun stuff uh, with our guest. Welcome to the show here, Colin Campbell. Sir Colin Campbell, sorry. Oh, welcome. Thank you for having me, brother. I appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. It's exciting. Um, you know, I've got to know you a bit over the last few years, being uh, in Keller Williams, uh, same company, uh, watching your, you grow your business, um, seeing you really be consistent and dedication to some, some really um, – Really, kind of easy things, but but you're very consistent. I think is is part of the big uh, piece that you add to your business, and part of the reason you've grown substantially over the last few years, right? Why don't you give the the viewers and listeners here a bit of an idea of what you've uh, done in real estate up to this up to this date? Okay, uh, before I even get on the real estate, I think first off is understanding who I am. I'm a father of two. I have two kids, uh, sixteen and fifteen. A husband to one wife. Um, that's my support system there. My wife and my two kids, they allow me to pursue something that I truly love and enjoy doing. So when I'm spending, you know, 11 hour days at work, I'm never worried about, oh, are my kids or my family are going to feel guilty that I'm not there? Am I going to feel guilty for not being there? Um, so I, I, I'm just blessed to, to, to have them as my support team, as my cheerleaders. They're the reason I, I you know, want to build a, a, something bigger and create a legacy, not only for them, but to help as many people along the way. When I first got into real estate, I've been in real estate now, what, six years. And I joined Keller Williams. Keller Williams is all that I, I, I know of as a brokerage. But my second year being with the company, I uh, went to our family reunion, which is usually in February. And that first family reunion, I think it was in New Orleans that I went to. So that would have been five years ago. Got there and quickly learned. And I think this was one of my biggest takeaways from that family reunion, that if you're not building a team, you're going to be on someone else's team because teams are the future of real estate. And the moment I came back, that is where my mindset was. Okay, I need to build a team. I need to build a team. How do I go about to do this? I need to read and reread and make it a habit of reading the millionaire real estate agent. So I just started consuming that and learning. And then it went to hiring an assistant like oh my gosh this is a massive responsibility now going 
going from a single agent. Now I'm responsible for somebody else and their livelihood. That was scary for me because I have my family that I'm worried about and, you know, jump two feet into real estate, left a really good business where, you know, had the, you know, I was on track to be one of the youngest vice presidents in the company as well. And now I have to come and create a paycheck every day, right? Now, so I have my family, my wife, and my kids that I need to support. And now I have to bring on this added person into my world and now make sure that this assistant, I'm supporting them as well. So that was a huge decision to to make. Best decision I've made. Um, I can't tell the last year I actually wrote a physical contract. She pulls it all together. She knows what it has to say. I review all of it and send it off. And just slowly learning from people like yourself, Sandy, and the people that are in our network, just reaching out to see, okay, how have you built a business? And it's not about necessarily how do I do it by myself, but who do I need to get in partnership with? And that is something that I learned from people in our circle. And I'm just good at implementing it. So I just went ahead. I was like, okay, this is what I need to do. Great. I go do it, right? This is what successful people do. I want to be successful. I choose to be successful. So I'm going to just go do it. Awesome. What are, the, what are some of the core um, pieces that, 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 you know, you've built in your business to make it consistent over time? I think, you know, that's most people's starting point is we're, 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 you know, what do you do for lead generation? What are your kind of core things that have led to your growth? Uh, I think it, it's having a ritual, creating a habit, right? Uh, for me, when I started, I started off door knocking. And anyone who knows me knows my personality. I'm perfect for door knocking because I like talking to people, engaging with people. Within six months of that, and actually the person that I learned from was a gentleman in our business uh, named by um, Tom Mitchell. He door knocks every day, never missed a day. And he had a massive team, just stepped out of the business, retired. And here is someone who's making millions of dollars a year. And he's saying, all I do, I get up every day and I go knock on doors. And people pay me millions to do this. I was like, shit, this is easy. Right? So I did that. And I did it for six or no, nine months. Never missed a day. Went out there, started door knocking. But I quickly realized that the more contacts I made, the more contracts I was writing. So more contacts equal more contracts. So quickly I was like, okay, how do I scale this? And quickly realized that, okay, I need to do this on the phones. And then switch to, instead of being on the actual doors where I'm talking to 25 people over a three hour span, I switched it to the phones where I'm talking to 100 people over a three-hour span and don't forget my goal was to create success very fast because i had a business that i left so i needed to you know get that income into back to my family as soon as possible so people were making an average 25 contacts a day i'm constantly thinking 
how do I double this, triple this, quadruple this? And with the phones, it's like, okay, within that same three hour span, I can now talk to a hundred people. And that's what I did consistently for almost three and a half, four years, just straight, like every day, a hundred contacts. Even for the times that I went two weeks on vacation, I made sure over the year, my numbers were still the same. So a lot of the times I even, even had to double up to make sure that when I'm away on vacation, I'm actually away and not thinking, oh, I might be losing money here. So you replaced, you re- replaced it. You didn't erase things. Because yeah. uh, you're, you're, you're one thing, you know, if we're, if we're um, into kind of the um, Gary Keller type of uh, conversation, you're, the one thing that you were doing to move your business ahead was consistent lead generation every single day, five days a week. Five days a week. Sometimes it'd be, well, no, started off as six days a week. And then after my first year and a half, uh, toned it down to five days a week. But the Saturday was half a day. From nine right. to 12, I realized after 12, there was nothing really happening. Everybody is out playing. But it was that consistent. And even from Gary Keller reading, you know, Millionaire Real Estate Agent, I knew my number one job was lead generation. And as leaders, that's our number one job. We're never going to lose that, whether it's lead generating for business or now you're st- I'm starting to lead generate for talent. So that's my number one job, and it, re- it will remain my number one job. Amazing habit to build out early, and that, that's kind of why I like the phones a little bit too. I, I, was, I was more on the phones than out door knocking. I, I have done some door knocking stuff. I I love it. Actually, you got to get get kind of healthy at the same time. You're out there in the fresh weather or fresh yeah. air, um, and ultimately, though, you you got to get used to the phones because eventually, when you're looking for talent, you're usually not going door to door. You're probably on the phone, right? So, building that habit is is awesome, I think, and um, part probably a probably the reason why you've been successful so fast, um, and ultimately leading to to needing leverage and and building out some, uh, you know, your version of a team. Um, you know, one of the, where is your business located? Actually, we didn't mention that. Uh, well, give the listeners a, a sense of where, where you're at. We're located, my main office is here in Aurora. We service the Aurora New Market area um, and now branch, well, serving uh, Simcoe region as well, the Barry okay. uh, Innisville area as well. Yeah, so North region of Toronto. Yeah. Um, mainly <laughs> anywhere around there, and uh, and I know you you you, 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 you like driving around, so I know you got your uh, your your car, your uh, your um, mobile university going there. I know you're a big uh, book and uh, podcast listener, and um, great way to to feed your mind every day. And I know you're into that, so that's awesome. Um, one of the big things here, you know, we, we want to talk a little bit about the and the coming off the of family reunion last week too for me, and we kind of changed the focus of this show at least because I wanted to talk about this because I think it's something that needs to get out there a little more and, and you're uh, involved in that. It is Black History Month of all, all months too. So it's the perfect timing here to kind of talk about this, I think. Um, and just the whole idea of more, you know, equity opportunities for all, which is a part of the Keller Women's Belief System now. And it's really resonated with me lately, especially family unit last week. There was a lot of talk about it. Yeah. Not only how important it is just for the general population to have these conversations a little more openly, but also how it can actually help you grow your business if you if you focus on this because it creates such a diverse culture where we all can learn, grow together, have higher-minded conversations, and impact a lot bigger audience. Um, how how 
maybe what's your story in that and how has that ever have you thought about that stuff a lot up until today up until today or this past year or you know what's what's how's that impacted your business that type of inclusion and, and that whole conversation um for me uh, it's it's the way i've lived my entire life uh where uh, i'm very inclusive of, of everyone and so as a business owner as a ceo i choose to build that out in my business now where you know let's have a representation of every background out there. Um, there's this, this phrase that I heard at Family Reunion that I love. Let's go create the United Nations within our team, right? Let's have representation from different cultures, from different backgrounds, from different countries, from different languages. Think about that. What would that do for your business now? You have seven agents on your team 15 agents on your team and out of the seven to 15 they can speak 22 languages what does that do how now it's easy now to relate to that client you know you now not just with the language now you have agents from different backgrounds you know you have someone who is asian indian or black and they they almost feel more comfortable dealing with someone of their own culture. What does that do for your team? What does that do for your business? So it, it's being able to leverage, leverage that opportunity. And I think once we focus on that, we can build a much bigger business and a more diverse business, right? Look, look at, look at Toronto. It's, you know, we say it's the most diverse city in one of the most diverse cities in the world. What if our team, what if our teams are a representation of where we live or of Toronto or the greater Toronto, right? When we're advertising, when we're advertising, looking for agents, it's not just your typical, you know, your, your, your white a agents. Now let's have a multicultural and choose where we, we send certain ads to. That now brings more people into the fold, and ultimately you build a more diverse and stronger team. And we learn from each other. Think about what that does for now the people on our team. Now they're learning about different cultures, right? Um, I think it's it's the way to go. Well, I think that's part of the uncomfortable side of that for a lot of people. Uh, uh, maybe myself in the past too, where you're like, you just, you kind of naturally, if we grew up, I grew up in a fairly, fairly white uh, area, very yeah. white area. Um, and, you know, I'm in mean, that go all, all different ways. There's people growing up in very Asian, very, very black, very Indian, very whatever areas you get comfortable with those, that crowd. Right. And you start to, you just kind of naturally gravitate towards those people throughout life for a business. Um, yet if you're a little more purposeful about it, not only can it affect your business, in a positive way. Yes. You know, it can, it can, it can really affect your, your life, your lifestyle, the people around you outside of business. Um, it can really have a big impact, but I think part of the challenge is you actually have to be pretty purposeful about it because it doesn't just happen naturally. It's not going to happen. I'm, I'm not going to go out and just attract all these different diverse cultures into my business or my life without actually waking up and thinking that I need to do that. And, and that's, that's it because being a, a black male 
team owner and the CEO of my business, even when I was putting out a lot of ads for agents or, you know, standard clip art or, you know, standard art for buyers and sellers, most of it was just white families. And it was my daughter who's mixed. My wife is white, uh, so my daughter is very mixed. And she's like, Daddy, you're only talking to one aspect of your clients here. You're not inclusive of everyone. And my daughter's 15 at that time. I think she was 13 or 14, you know, way ahead of her time. And that is what made me realize, like, you're right. Let me start changing this now. So now we're very purposeful with what we put out. It's not all the same. You'll see an Asian family. You'll see an Indian family. You'll see same-sex family. How do we become inclusive and, you know, just build a, a greater repertoire, repertoire of, of clients, right? I think, it can, I think it can, you know, make a big impact beyond our businesses. Um, but it's through our businesses that we get, you know, we get that opportunity to do that, which is the exciting part. Uh, is is that impact you can make through your business? The other thing around that too is what are, what are, what are, what do your team members think about that? You know, what what are they buying into when they're buying into that sort of culture? You know, that's something I've been thinking about is is the culture you get to create within your team, within your business. Uh, it just becomes so much more diverse. It becomes more powerful. There's a bigger meaning behind it all, right? And 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 we saw last week there were some great examples of of um, agents running businesses where it's that's the whole secret sauce of their whole business. They're, they're going into the cultures, environments or neighborhoods um, in maybe, um, you know, we saw an example of someone in Washington DC area where they're going into really rough neighborhoods and, and helping families become first time home buyers out of, uh, you know, really putting a, a, a real pivot into that whole family's generational yeah. path of life by helping them, become homeowners, which is a huge, huge thing for a lot of people. Just to, if, if your family's never owned a home for decades or generations, then you're, you're the person that's able to change that for someone. That's a major impact and a major shift, shift for their generations to come. But we've seen that. And then we, we've seen that agent also now growing his team through that, where he's getting people who have success with them as clients now wanting to join the team because it's such a powerful um, uh, impact and such a powerful message that they're putting out there through that. And those people are never going to leave. Like, what a powerful mission to be a part of, right? Like, how cool is that for someone to be on a team? And that's something we I struggle with, too, at times. Is how do you create that culture that makes people, want, like, very, very excited to go work with you every day? Um, these are some of the ways we can do it. It's it, it through this, I think, that, that that's a very, very big missing piece in our businesses in real estate. I mean, like, that in itself, where you create a culture, you create an environment where people can be themselves and we're purposefully looking to attract people from different backgrounds and different culture. It allows us to now learn more about, you know, a different background that we might not necessarily have grown up with. Uh, we just added an agent or a team and Indian needs a Sikh. This is my first experience and learning about it. Now, the knowledge that I have just about the religion that I've gained over this last couple of months is tremendous. Without him being a part of our team, I don't know if I would have had that information today. 
right? So it's learning by being a part of the same group, the same the same team. You're just you you observe it all and you learn so much, and it just ultimately makes you a better rounded person when you're you know you can relate more to and see how similar we are versus to how different we are. Totally. Now, uh, as, as someone who's, I know you're, you're working on some things and some committees and stuff. We'll get to that in a minute around how you're helping change this sort of the dialogue around this whole topic. But um, in, in your, in your past, I guess, to start before that, you know, how have you felt growing up um, around the GTA and, or, you know, building a business in the GTA, but being a part of, uh, you're in a pretty white area, I would say, generally where you live, yes. where you run your business. But um, how have you felt, I guess, growing your business in that environment? Have you always felt included? Has that been something that's been uh, uh, on your mind as you've been building your business or, or before real estate? Um, what I can tell you, Sandy, um, and I think I had this conversation with someone recently, that in all my years, I don't think I've consciously experience racism i'm not saying it doesn't exist and i know it exists and i can send you know i can give you many examples where it's happened to people around me even family members the only time i think i've experienced racism was in australia and it was very blatant where i was holding a friend's hand she's white and then uh i think a woman came up and said why on earth are you holding that man's hand right and it's like holy shit, are you serious, right? She laid into him. Um, but anyone who knows my personality, that is not the first thing that I look for. The truth is that might be the last thing that I look for. So if someone is being racist towards me in any way, I might just write it off as, okay, this person is an idiot. And for whatever reason, they're responding to me that way. The last thing I look for is like, okay, they might be racist towards me, right? So with that confidence, I've just gone out and just build my business and interact with anyone and relate to people. Am I saying it doesn't exist? Absolutely not. I can tell you, like I mentioned before, my wife's white, our kids are mixed. Uh, we had a place in Collingwood and one time she was up there for the weekend and a woman came up to her and was like, oh my gosh, your kids are so beautiful. Where did you adopt them? And my wife was like, so again, that is a form of, you know, more being aware of different cultures and so on. So I know it exists out there in the real estate industry. There's so many examples of it. But to answer your question, I've just gone out there and build a business in spite of what is happening out there. You know, you're going to choose to work with me or not, and and that's okay. Yeah, it's funny. You are you are definitely one of the few. Uh, there's not a whole bunch of black black folks on the ski hills, so you like <laughs> you, you do stand out sometimes there. It's pretty funny. I know you're a big skiing is a is a big passion here, so it's uh, yeah, yeah, it's it, 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 it awesome. But um. Do you think that's something that, because uh, I don't know, that's an interesting, interesting comment there around, you know, your, your, your confidence and your just, you know, I guess it's awareness, but you're not really, you're not focusing on it. So it, it doesn't become a huge thing in your life. Some people really, really focus on this stuff. Maybe 
maybe that almost leads to more of that negativity coming in their life. Is that something, but yet we, but yet we, yet we should be focusing on it because it's an important topic. That's one of the things I battle with in my head is like, how much, how much energy do you put towards this where it becomes almost you're attracting some of this crap into your life now. And, and that is so true. And the truth is, Sandy, I, I don't know the answer to that. Um, we know as great of a city as Toronto is, a multicultural city, um, I would be, it would be silly to think that racism doesn't exist here in Toronto or even in Canada, right? We look at it as more that's an American problem. Uh, we know it's here. As a real estate agent, I'm hearing a slew of incidences where people are not, you know, tenants are not allowed to lease certain homes because of their skin color, their background or sexual orientation. All of that is a form of racism or discrimination. So we know it exists. Personally, I've just... I've just gone ahead and is like, okay, you choose not to work with me, your loss, right? So I've just gone ahead and build my business that way. And maybe, um, you know, I've seen less of it or focus less on it, um, but we know it exists. We definitely know it exists. And for me to, you know, say to someone, well, just stop focusing on racism and it's going to happen less to you. Yeah, right. there's not that is not something I can say because obviously it's a personal experience. Um, but I think as a society, we just need to, you know, start having more of these conversations and saying, letting people from different cultures understand what it is to be a black male or to be a minority. Um, I was also we were on the trap committee and we were talking about black history month. And I said, the funny thing is in the Caribbean where it's my background, there's no black history month in the Caribbean, right? It's only countries where you're a minority. You celebrate whether it's a black history month, Indian heritage or all of these things. Right. Um, but I think it's important for a month like this to highlight the different contributions that you know blacks have made to Canada and and society. So some people are are of that opinion. Should we ever have a month? Of course not. In a perfect world, we should never have one month. It's it's every day of the year. However, let's use this time to to focus on some of the contributions and you know spread that information. Yeah, I get some conversations like this happening. Um, maybe they don't have happen as much otherwise, right? I think it's getting more conversations is, is a good thing. I think for 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 our our area and our country for sure. Um, what, what, so you you mentioned. Um, Go ahead. I was gonna I was gonna transition into the, some of the committees you're on and how you're how you're you know getting more people involved in these conversations. Um, I know you're you're part of a few things there with the board and and all that. Well, on Trab, uh, we're uh, part of the the equity and diverse uh, committee. So it's just, that's a part of TREB, uh, that's a committee with TREB. And just how we can, you know, bring more equality, equity and fairness to the real estate industry, right? 
I mean, you hear the word equity and equality, and almost we use them interchangeably and think they mean the same, but it, it's totally different. You know, equality is let's give everyone a, a pair of shoes, right? Everyone having a pair of shoes, that's equality. We're treating everyone equal, equally. But what about that person who don't have legs? They don't need those shoes, right? Yeah. Again, equality is saying, let's give everyone, you know, a 10-speed bike or a mountain bike. Now you have adults, they're going to be perfect with, with a mountain bike or a 10-speed bike. Now you have a kid who is, you know, three, five years old. That bike is too big for that kid. Now we have someone who's in a wheelchair. You're giving them a, a, a two-wheeler bike. It's, that is equality. So we're treating everyone equally. Now equity is looking at each individual to see what is best for them. You know, uh, what is how we can best support that person. So now everyone gets a bike. Adults, you get, you, you know, your mountain bike. The kids, they get smaller tricycle. The ones with disability, they have ones that maybe you can pedal with your hands. So that is the difference between the two. And it's bringing that conversation and how we can bring that conversation around equity and equality when it comes to real estate. Right. Well, thank you for clarifying that because I, I actually I kind of knew that, but that, that, I think that was really clear and well put. Because um, I think I've had people ask me about the the equity piece in um, Keller Williams in our in our in our value system. There, how they added a uh, they have we have this acronym Y four C two T. Is one of them they added an E there for equities opportunities for all. And I've had people don't really understand what the opportunities for all makes sense. The equity they don't really understand that word. And they said, is it not equality? I've heard them mix up for equality, but. But thank you. That makes that makes a lot of sense. That clears it up. And that's one of the things with Keller Williams that's been exciting this last year is adding that piece in there. Just as we're talking about adding diversity to our businesses and the powers it can it can it can have. You know, how much more exciting is it to work with a company now that has that in their value system? Um, if you're a, a, a visual minority or, or someone with you know whatever whatever you're, you're you know you're you're not uh, a white male. <laughs> um you're not the you're not the majority yes and you know that's um that's something pretty powerful that we could probably all include in our businesses in some way shape or form and i think you know every little incremental step towards that is is a good thing and um and we're gonna we're gonna implement a lot of things in our business around that i think it's gonna be exciting and not only blow up our businesses but also opportunities for others and just the overall impact um it's exciting anything you're doing specifically around that in your business right now or that you're looking to do well, I know we had a call yesterday, and this, um, the Sandy, you, Andre, and myself, uh, we were talking about this recently because I think it was last year, during you know the incident in the U.S. Uh, Andre and I got together and we're like, okay, how do we, you know, help the visual minority? How do we be that voice to help people of color, people of minority, you know? since we have this platform of real estate. And we created a non-for-profit, it's called Mentors for Change, website mentorsforchange.org. Um, and it's where we're giving, you know, young people the opportunity, especially, you know, underprivileged 
black kids the opportunity to know to build and create generational wealth and um, we're well connected where we have mentors who are great in the stock market mentors like yourself sandy who are great in you know buying investment property so it's partnering these young kids with these mentors obviously it's all free and so now that they can see an example of how it's done so now they can go back and create that wealth and build that wealth because as individuals who own businesses and who own properties we know the fastest ways to creating wealth is through real estate so now how do we teach that and what our main discussion was that you were part of there sandy and thank you for that it's how do we offer scholarships to young young individuals who are thinking about getting into the real estate industry but visual minorities who are thinking about getting into the real estate industry what does that scholarship look like whether it's paying for their you know college tuition um paying even setting them up for success for the first six months to a year so these are the things that we're looking at and how we can give back to the community amazing and it's yeah education for starters everyone needs to kind of understand you know uh the importance of it why why are they doing it the education pieces are huge transitioning them into opportunities once they've gone down that road i think is is that that path for them and, and getting that opportunity that that exists for everyone or should exist for everyone making it a little more open having them see a path towards um you know really changing the 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 whole path of their whole life and their family's life and, and that'll go on for generations so that's that's part of the goal there. It's exciting. Mentors for change. Um, that'll be an awesome thing. I think, um, you know, it's going to take some time to build up, but over the course of this year and beyond, I think that's going to be super powerful uh, and be something that, again, like building that through your business, what an impact that can have on the people joining your business and seeing you be a part of that and seeing that, um, that impact, that is huge buy-in from your, your, your tribe and the people, not, not just your, your like team members, but now your clients and, what a what a powerful thing that is, and and what a good value proposition, unique value proposition. Now to go, you're you know have a conversation around that with sellers, buyers, and team members. Um, um, even yeah. in addition to that, Sandy, it's like someone might be listening, thinking, "Oh, now I got to go create a, a non for profit or a charity." No, let's just start with you know uh, just be the change. You start by being that change. Maybe it's you helping one family right is it you know helping one family is it with a you know a christmas meal or is it a back to school a backpacks or you know all the supplies that is needed it all started from there you know 6 years ago i started out feeding you know two families at christmas last year we fed 300 families in york region right so it it's just building upon that our goal is to feed a million people yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. And, uh, and congrats and an amazing, uh, accomplishment there. Last year was your top so far for the year, I think, yeah. or top year so far, at least doing that was 300 plus, right? It's amazing. 300 plus, correct. So, um, you know, we, we, we talked about a lot of this stuff. It's awesome. I think, um, we need to have more conversations like this. Thanks for, for giving your, uh, insight into this. Yeah. Um, you know, it's been really, really exciting to learn more and hopefully our audience gets the value out of this. And, yeah. um, 
you know, what else is coming for you down the road with your business, business with uh, everything you're doing? Anything else exciting out there? Uh, for me, is to just get in partnership with, with with great, great people, right? And yeah, that that is the next step. Just continue to build and stay in partnership with people, um, the right people, um, and continue as a team. Right now, it's just us continuing to to look for more opportunities where we we can build, uh, whether that be you know building the team bigger, looking at businesses within our business, maybe. Looking like you, Sandy, you know brokerages, and so those are those are all things within our, you know, nine months to seven year plan. Awesome. So if uh, you know someone wants to to reach out or they want to learn more about what you're up to or get involved in some of your your missions here and um, all that stuff, how can they do that? What's the best way? Uh, the best way is to reach out to me directly. My t- telephone number is four one six three zero two 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 one zero. Follow me on social media, Sir Colin Campbell, on Facebook, Instagram is Sir Colin underscore Campbell. So these are the easiest ways to reach out to me. Email, email, use email as last because I almost completely forgot. You've got an amazing podcast out there that's been out there for for a bunch of years now, and it's uh, it's almost the kind of a play on some of the the conversation we're having here. It's a great title. I've always loved that, and. Um, how can people go there? Because they can learn a lot about real estate and, and all that yeah. through that as well. What's the best way to find out more about your podcast? Yeah, my partner and I, Gary McGowan, we have a podcast, the Not So Black and White uh, Real Estate Podcast. Uh, just a play on words there. But yeah, we it's brown real estate and we cover some great content there. So yes, check us out. Uh, the play show. on words is a play on words, but honestly, I remember being, I, I don't I think I told you this, but when Andre uh, yeah. and I were in, uh, Dallas, I think it was a year ago or so. We people know about it because uh, we were standing in line for a coffee at a real estate event, and they're like, "Are you guys? You guys are the you guys are not the black and white guys?" <laughs> like, oh, I don't know why we got. I don't know why because I think they were putting together the candas. Yeah, candas. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, it was it was pretty good. So so it, it's got a good following, um, yeah. and uh, and some great content there. So I, I would encourage people to go check that out. And uh, learn more, learn more about you, and reach out to you because uh, you're a great leader in the industry. And I know you're gonna do some more exciting things here to come. And um, people would be uh, would be uh, it would be really great to see more people following, joining up with you, doing business together because you've got some awesome uh, stuff coming, and you're gonna put it all towards a great cause. So, congrats! And um, if anyone wants to reach out, uh, we said how to do that. They can reach out to you via call, text, email, etc., and uh, learn more. So thanks for being with us, Colin. Great to have you on the I show. Appreciate you, and, um, Thank you for hosting this. Thank you for the work that you do. Thank you for being a great leader in the industry. Uh, looking forward to building more with you, man. Awesome, man. Well, talk to everyone soon. Hopefully you uh, got some great value to this. Reach out to me if you want. Sandyamckayrealestatenetwork.com about opportunities uh, to being on the show or being a part of the show or uh, or other real estate opportunities. Would love to help you out and uh, serve you in some way. So. That's it for now, guys. Have a great one. See ya.